Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. Four years ago, I had a near-death experience that awakened my divine presence. Before that, I lived trapped in my emotions and blocked myself from living my dreams. Now, I am a transformation coach working with the Akashic Records to help others align to their highest path and potential. In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. Today's podcast episode is my coming out story and how I overcame some of the insecurities that I had in my life. So in this podcast, I will be sharing with you my personal story, what it was like growing up hiding my sexuality and how it felt to live trapped in that place where I wasn't able to show up for myself in truth. So I'm going to be vulnerable and I want you to know that I have changed the way I see my authenticity and what vulnerability is through this experience. And so vulnerability is a gift that I see that we have that is a signal to ourselves helping us see who we are. So when we experience insecurities and those insecurities leave us in a vulnerable place, we are resisting our own true expression. When we don't look at our insecurities and vulnerabilities in a way that allows us to move through them and to face them. So I hope ultimately that by sharing my story, you can help yourself maybe come out of any sort of shell that you feel that you are in, a box that you have put yourself in. I also believe that when we can adopt seeing our wounds and struggles as parts of ourselves that are embraced in light, we can understand that there is nothing to be ashamed of in the wounds and struggles that we go through, and that these insecurities that we might have, fear, self-doubt, the struggles that we go through are so much a part of the space between who we are becoming and what we are experiencing. There's an, a space in transformation where we can feel insecure about the next steps that we're taking in our life or how we are showing up for ourselves or how we are expressing our true essence. And the truth is that experiencing insecurities, fear, self-doubt, only is a temporary state of mind. It is a place in which you are, I want you to know that in 
your insecurities, there is a way forward. And so please come with an open heart in hearing this episode. And I hope that in any way I can help you if you are struggling and showing up in your own authentic way. I do believe that by sharing our stories and by reframing the way that we look at vulnerability, we can understand how much healing power there is in the insecurities we face and knowing that there is always someone who has been where you stand. There is always someone who has a similar story and they can they can be an expander for you. They can be someone to help lead the way. Let's get the conversation started. So when I was growing up, I remember having times in my life as a very young girl where I would have a brief thought of knowing that I was attracted to the same sex. Now, of course, this was not in a sexual way, but I remember knowing there was something different about myself and responding in fear, but an extreme amount of fear, feeling terrified that this feeling that I had or this part of myself that was coming to light was something that I could die from. It was something that I needed to push deep down inside. And I remember feeling that to be attracted to girls would mean my end. It would mean that I would die. Now, these are the thoughts of a child. A child doesn't have the tools to process their emotions and to process why they feel different. And so when I started to think of my sexuality, not even knowing the word sexuality, when I started to think of just the experience, I said to myself that I would have to die rather than accept this truth. I felt it was bad. I felt there was something wrong about me. And I didn't see anybody else that had that kind of relationship, a same-sex relationship. And so I took it upon myself to come to the conclusion that this was a bad thought and feeling. And as I got older, it was reinforced by comments that I would hear other people make about same-sex couples or gay people. And I would stick up for them. I remember sticking up for... Um, any kind of comment that I heard that was derogatory, I would always make my voice of equality known. And yet I was still too afraid to speak up about my own sexual preferences. And so I was a deeply insecure child. I was extremely sensitive. I was also communicating with spirits, not even asking to, but I had spirits coming to communicate with me, and I felt very different. I felt kind of like the black sheep in the family in some ways, and I did not embrace all the different parts of myself. My family was accepting of my sensitivity to some degree. I never had any sort of... um, 
shame from my family, but at the same time, I never knew that it was a possibility to be a lesbian or to be gay and have it be a widely accepted um, thing about yourself. I just never knew that that was a possibility. And so I remember focusing very much on my arts. I would draw and paint all the time. My parents supported this. I went to art school. I, I went to art classes from a young age. And I felt that that was as far as I could go with my uniqueness. I felt that if I could be an artist, I could show up and I could shine. And this, is a, this would be an outlet for my sensitive spirit, for my creativity. So I kind of made this parameter around the box that I lived in. I placed these limitations on myself from a, a child viewpoint of where I could express myself and where I could not. And I never talked to anyone about my sexuality, not even one close friend. And I had many close friends growing up. I just got used to pushing down parts of myself. And I looked for approval and many other areas of my life. And so I ended up dating men, and I had some relationships, and I got married. And it was interesting that I did have crushes on some boys in junior high and high school growing up. And I've often wondered if it was because I reprogrammed my mind and trained myself to believe in my own lie, or if it's just that sexuality is a fluid thing. And the truth is now, I don't believe in sexuality needing to be defined. I don't believe that that is where we are going as a society. I see that many kids and people are way more open now and do not define themselves. And I do believe that in our evolution as souls in this planet, that it will become more and more normal for sexuality not to be defined. So however, I did end up getting married and it really was a belief system that I adopted starting from a very young age that I had to be straight. That was what I had to do. That was going to be my sexual identity. And so I shut down the possibility of anything else. So I just wanted to identify and talk about more about insecurities and what they mean. So for me, insecurities are resistance to a place in ourselves that feels fear, fear of judgment, fear of what others think about us which really talks about where we place our value. So if we believe that our value is based on what others think of us and how they receive us, how they give us value, how they validate us, how they approve of us, we will always be living, letting others define us, which is what happened for me and which is why I felt so insecure in my life because I never felt like I could measure up to who and what I thought I should be, and to who other people told me I should be. So at some point many years later, something happened in my life, and I found out that I was lied to, and it was from someone that I was very close to. What happened was that it made me reevaluate my life and who I was living for 
who and what I was giving my power to. And it made me reevaluate what I believed in. So I don't know if you have experienced something like this in your life where something happens and it shakes you up and the world that you knew before was no longer the same and you get permission in a way that maybe you haven't had before to truly reevaluate how you're operating in your life. And so this momentous occasion is what prompted me to reevaluate everything, everything. So I felt like I was living one life one day and I woke up to realize that that wasn't the case. And I started to think about what the things were that I wanted. It prompted this permission in myself. So Sometimes when someone has not been true to you and you ask yourself, am I true to myself? And what is my truth? What is this reality that I'm living in and creating? Everything that I thought was my reality at that time was not the case. So I'm sure you've had something like this happen. Maybe it's been an event in your life, an accident, something pivotal, something that has made you reevaluate yourself, maybe your spiritual awakening or the loss of a job or a change in relationship, a breakup. And really what is happening is when we live in a box and that box, the walls of the box, the, the limits have shattered when they shatter. There's a moment where we deep dive into an abyss where we are no longer in a safe place. We're no longer in the walls that we have built our safety around. And we do tend to look at the choices that we've made. So playing a certain kind of role, you might start to question what kind of role am I playing that what kind of why am I fitting into this structure? Is this what I have agreed upon? Is this what someone else has told me I should be? Really, what is this reality? So something big happens. And for me, this is what happened. And it shook my life. And I had to reevaluate how I was showing up. And I decided to look at my truth. So this is what sparked my coming out journey. I came face to face with the fact that I was not being true to myself. And when I found out that I was not living in this whole environment that felt that was true, that was wholeheartedly all parties being truthful, I asked myself what my truth was and why I was willing to live a life that was not my truth when other people defined theirs without me. So you can give up your truth for others to fulfill roles, or to do and to be who you think they want you to be. And at the end of the day, that does not guarantee respect or longevity in circumstances. It all comes back to you, to me, to us, taking responsibility for how we show up in our life, for being and living in our authentic truth. People will always live for themselves. This is the way it should be. We all have our own definition of truth. If you live for someone else, it only ends up hurting us. 
So the pivotal moment when I gave myself permission to show up for myself and to face the part of myself that I had been hiding in my sexuality, I remember I made a decision and a choice in that moment to be true to myself. And it was just an internal choice at first. But this choice was pivotal. It had many impacts and effects that would change the course of my life. But it started with myself and it started with a choice. It was just the catalyst that helped me see how I was living. And in a way, it made things real for me by making this choice. So if you are going a long life and sometimes you just feel like you get into the motions of showing up one way and then you you just keep showing up in that way over and over, that's what happened with me where I didn't realize the box I was living in. I didn't realize how I was going through the motions of life and how I was just playing the roles that I felt were expected. So the opportunity really comes when you experience something to shake things up or when you give yourself permission to look at how you're living and to decide for you what is your truth. So it doesn't happen overnight. And for my life, that was not any different. All it did was give myself permission to step into this new version of myself. And that decision I made to be true to myself was just this signal that allowed me to be myself, me. And there were definitely many more conscious steps to come in the future, but it was up to me that I realized it was really going to be up to me to fully embody that choice that I made. And so when I made that choice, I had to have many different conversations with friends and family to come out, the the good old coming out conversations. (laughs) I have to say, most people, when you talk to them that have had coming out conversations, are terrified, and it is a nerve-wracking experience. And the first time that I told my mom, I started with wanting to talk to my mom about it first. And I asked her to have coffee. So we met up for coffee and I must've been really nervous. I don't even remember what I said, but I was stuttering on my words. I know that I had a hard time getting the words out. And I remember when I just finally blurted it out, she was like, what? That's it? That's all you wanted to tell me? I thought you had cancer. I thought you were dying. Don't ever do that to me again. She's like, don't ever do that to me again. You scared me, Amber. You scared me. And I was like, oh, but I'm gay. And she's like, I know it's well, okay. She's like, it was no big deal. And I remember that very night, um, my mom and dad invited me and my girlfriend over for at that time for dinner. And it was amazing. It was an amazing conversation. And it was just not at all scary. Now, I know that not everybody is received in this way, but it is my story. And I have to say that it was way less scary than I thought it would be. I was able to tell one of my grandmothers before she passed, she was a little bit weary at first, she didn't quite understand. But she was incredibly supportive 
and completely fell in love with my partner. And when it came time to have the conversation with my kids who were very young, I don't remember the exact age, maybe four and seven or five and seven or five and six and eight. I I just don't remember the exact age. I remember sitting down with them at the kitchen table and telling them, and they both, these little darling boys that I have that are my world and my heart, put their hands on top of my hands. I am so sorry. I do not mean to cry in my podcast, but I have a feeling I'm going to be doing that. They put their hands on top of my hands and they said, Mom, don't worry. It's okay to be gay. And I said, oh, I know. I know it is. I know it is okay. And they said, you know, we love you, Mom. And that was it. And there was never not one moment after that. Wow, I had to stop the podcast. I was crying so much. Um, Emotional topic. So there was not one moment after that, that they ever said anything that made me feel bad. And, you know, I realized that all the fear that I had, all the fear I had was within my own mind. And that although you're not always received and the loving embrace about things so much of the time you are met with so much more love than you even know you will have and so it was funny too because I had thought when I was younger that you know maybe one day I can be who I am only if my grandmother's were would not would pass. Now, this sounds a horrible thing to say because I my grandmothers were my best friends, best friends. And you know, I never wished any for them to to pass. I just didn't I thought it would break their hearts. I'm just going to be truthfully, I mean, obviously I'm being very truthfully, I truthful. I thought it would break their hearts. And so I said I'm not going to do that. And I was so happy that I had the opportunity to share who I was with my my one my one of my grandmothers and to receive her love because it really helped me understand that so much of the limitations that I put on myself were my own limitations. So when you step into your authentic self, your life will change. And not just on the mental level, but on your physical level too. It's not a bad thing. There is not one day that I regret being true to myself and showing up for myself. Showing up for yourself is a decision that you make. It is usually prompted by a point in your life where you get to reevaluate everything. And what is important is that you give yourself the chance to check in with yourself in your life so that you do have that opportunity. Whether or not you have a momentous occasion that speak, that sparks this, I do believe that we never stay the same and that we grow and we change and we are evolving as souls. So your preference even in sexuality might change, even in what you would like to do for a career or the hobbies that you have. The only thing constant in life is change. 
So when we live in our limitless state, it allows us permission to change. It allows us to see ourselves in a way where we can, our, we can hold ourselves in our unlimited possibility. So really, it's to simplify what I am trying to share is that there is this, it's a difference between living in a box and living in a state of unlimited possibilities, living in a limitless state. And moving through insecurities will mean that you face your fears. So when you do the things that you're afraid of, that is a really good thing. Because what you realize most of the time is that the things you are afraid of are not so scary. And reframing your mindset is one way you can support your insecurities. The ultimate way is to step into who you are just by doing that thing that you are afraid of, which really helps you get into a free feeling, a feeling of freedom. That state of freedom comes from facing the fears and giving yourself a chance, betting on yourself and believing in who you are past your fears. So in order to get to that place where you believe in yourself, you want to hold the possibility for yourself for a new potential. So I'm calling this the possibility method. It's just a way in which I can bring some sort of structure to the way that I see I have embraced my fearless light. And I'm hoping that if you choose to, this might be a way that could help you embrace your fearless light. So your fearless light, what that means to me is that you are not your fear, you experience fear. And you, but who you are is your true essence. So your infinite potential is your true essence. You are free to create and express yourself. So that is the definition that I believe your fearless light is. So the first part of this possibility method is to find a part of yourself that you can believe in in a new possibility beyond whatever the limitation is that you are experiencing. So before I ask you to get into that full state of embodying unlimited potential, which we might not always, I don't think it's realistic to live in your limitless state all the time, but this is a place that you can tap into. So in order to embody more of believing in your unlimited potential, is to get to a place where you believe just in whatever experience, whatever limitation that you're experiencing, to get yourself to a place where you believe that one part of that limitation holds another truth, another vision, that you can hold a new possibility beyond that limitation. So if you feel afraid of speaking in front of the public, and you full-heartedly feel this fear, have this fear, have self-doubt around this, the thought, the very thought of speaking in front of other people, and, you know, this is the limitation that you have. If you can walk yourself through this trail to say, is it true that I could never, like if you say, I could never speak on stage, you could say then to yourself, is it true that I will never speak on stage? 
Is it true that I could never speak on stage? Is it true that maybe I could get to the place where I could? Is it also true that maybe I would enjoy it? Maybe I would find it fulfilling. Maybe it would be rewarding and exhilarating. So you want to open a doorway within your consciousness that can see a new possibility. So you just ask yourself questions. Could it be true? Could I hold space for myself in a new possibility? So this is the possibility method. You want to hold space for yourself in a new possibility. So you try to find an aspect of yourself that believes in another possibility past what is holding you back, past what you think you're capable of, and how you are holding space for yourself. So that new possibility allows you to build courage to do the thing that you're afraid of, to show up for yourself in a way that you might never have thought you could. And then when you do the thing that you're afraid of and you keep repeating it and then do maybe another thing that you're afraid of, you build within you this kingdom of new possibilities through actual experiences that that's how you show up for yourself and create new belief systems and behaviors. So what I have realized is that when I get into this state where I am doing something that I never thought I would do, for instance, I do dance now. I I go to dance classes. There was a time you would not catch me on a dance floor for the life of me. I was terrified of dancing in front of people. I thought I looked horrible. I thought it was all about what other people thought of me. I never could let loose and just dance and have fun. And today I was at dance class and I remember like getting into this place where I could feel the music running through my body. I felt like at one with the music and I completely was feeling joy and in the beginning, it was more just about, wow, I'm dancing, I'm doing this, but now I'm actually experiencing joy from it. And the benefits of it is just, you know, raised endorphins and, you know, so many benefits. And it's just these little examples that happen when you give yourself a chance to do the thing that you're afraid of, and then you start to embody it. That's what I'm talking about. It just, I felt so free in that moment. I felt so free. And I know that you've probably experienced this before, but I know that we could all get into this state of freedom more often. So when you show up for yourself beyond your fear, with your fear, and you're doing the things that you feel afraid of, and you start to see new outcomes, It changes the way you see yourself in situations and you can no longer be held back. Most of the things that we are held back from are from our own minds. And now, of course, there are times in life when other people judge you or say something that you can't do. But remember, any sort of imposed judgment that other people have on you has to be agreed upon by you in order for you to accept it. So it really is up to us to create our 
limitless state, to be in our limitless state. We don't need to believe in what other people say we are capable of. Believing in yourself is the key. But your limitless state doesn't take away your insecurities. I, I understand that we're all going to experience insecurities in our life. This is just a method in which we can move through them. And by sharing one of my personal stories about coming out, I do hope that I'm able to offer some sort of solace for you if you're struggling and showing up in your most authentic way. So your limitless state does not take away your insecurities. It gives you access to who you are without them so you can build and step into a more expanded version of who you are. And expansion is the willingness to step into your power. I hope that this episode has helped you in any way. Please let me know. Leave any comments or reviews. And remember, your light is fearless. I hope you enjoy learning about my personal journey with Akashic Record transformation. I believe that by sharing our stories of inspiration and transformation, together we rise. If you are interested in learning more about the Akashic Records or would like to see all my offerings, please go to my website, themalibumedium.com, or you can find me on Instagram at malibumedium. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. I would also love to hear from you. Please leave a comment and share it with your friends if you think they would find it helpful. Together we rise empowered. Your light is fearless.